Hello and welcome to We Got a Podcast, a podcast about Dragon Ball from A to Z, from Earth to Namek to Sadala. We cover it all. My name is Randy. Sup, I'm Doug. And we're the new super cool, great, up and coming weekly Dragon Ball podcast giving you what you need. Nerds talking about fights and goofs in the Dragon Ball universe. Doug, how you doing, my man? I'm good, man. Maybe you should change that to super cool to just, you know, kind of cool. I don't know how cool we want to put ourselves out there as, but you've got to, you know, like they say, dress for the job you want. Be as say that you're as cool as the cool you want to you want to be. Oh, then, yeah, I'm awesomely super mega cool. Oh, yeah. I'm ultra ultra instant cool then in that case. You are so cool. You are frozen salad. No humbleness in this podcast, sir. (laughs) No, not at all. Why would we bother (laughs) with that? That's so, so weird and wild. So you're you're cool. Anything new with you? Nah, man. Everything's chill. I introduced my uh, sister to Death Note this weekend. That was pretty fun. Ooh, that's she nice. doesn't uh, she doesn't watch anime or has any interest in it because she's always just seen me obsessing over Dragon Ball. It's like, ill. I don't want that. <laughs> I can understand. I was like, no, anime is a great medium. I'll introduce you to Death Note. That's a good entry for a newbie. And she actually really enjoyed it. So I'm happy. Heck yeah. I think it's a great entry point. Um, my mother was big into Death Note and Full Metal Alchemist. Really? Yeah. At, at some points, she was even further ahead in the series than I was because for Death Note, I was buying the DVDs as they were coming out here, but she was watching it uh, DVR'd off of Adult Swim, so Ah. (laughs) she was ahead for a long time. Yeah, I even got my sister to watch it in Japanese, too, so that was cool, because she's used to watching, you know, Spanish TV shows with subtitles, so there was that. Oh, okay. Her her supervisor actually is one that, like, convinced her to watch anime, because she loves Attack on Titan, so my sister Hmm. hit me up, like, hey, my supervisor says that Attack on Titan is a show I should watch, what do you think? I'm like, girl, let's do it. But, you know, I had to ease her in with uh, Death Note. Right. And at least it's something you could just binge because it's all done. You can just go for it. And it's not super long. Exactly. But my sister hit me up like two hours later and was like, yeah, I watched uh, Death Note on Netflix and I didn't. It was horrible. I didn't like it. I'm like, oh, that's a, that's a shame. Wait, did you watch the live action Death Note movie on Netflix? Hello? Mm. No response for like a week. And I'm like thinking about obsessing over it every night. I'm like, did she watch the live action? She can't have done that. I finally hit her up again. And she's like, no, my supervisor just told me to tell you that. I don't know what it means, but she told me to tell you I watched the live action one. I'm like, oh, my God. Thank God you didn't watch it. (laughs) She got me. She got me good. (laughs) Yeah, that would have been bad. Oof. (laughs) But yeah, that's a good way to start. I got a VR headset and I'm I'm living that virtual reality life, man. I can't. I'm so jealous of you and that like big screen mode that you have because I have just that PSVR. So there's so many limitations on that. Right, yeah, so I'm just in a home theater streaming my desktop, so I'm watching Dragon Ball in a home theater, mm-hmm. and it's uh, it's rad. It sounds amazing. It is good. You'll have to join me sometime. We'll figure it out. We'll make it work, and it'll be great. Yeah, if I can, uh, if I come back from Vegas with a net positive, I'll probably be able to... Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Speaking of Dragon Ball on the big screen, we're here. This time, to talk about Dragon Ball G... Well, no. I almost no, said no, no. You almost said it. I almost said it. <laughs> but it's Dragon Ball Movie 4, The Path to Ultimate Strength, or The Path to Power. And it is, just to let you know, all of our previous movies, you might have noticed, that are Dragon Ball titled, uh, came out in the 80s. But this movie came out March 4th, 1996, a 10th anniversary of the anime. Mm-hmm. So it's got the same GT style that, uh, just super glossy and... Oh, yeah. Um, Shines as far as the eye can see. It super actually, drab. <laughs> I mean, I kind of like the 
the sort of like coloring style that they go for in GT. I hate it. <laughs> Oof, strong feelings. I don't love it, but I'm like, this is this is interesting. Mm-hmm. I think it makes more sense for Goku to be a bit more dark skin toned because he's just out in the sun all the dang time. You'd think he'd get a good tan. I guess so. But reason why I say, you know, GT, I almost had a slip there was uh, because of the time that this came out. Like we said, it looks like GT. The movie actually came out uh, after episode four of GT, just two days before season or episode five aired. Really? That early? Yeah. So oh, okay. they were definitely in that mode when they were yeah. doing this. Let's just jump into it, man. Let's just talk about it because we just watched it and now we can spill the tea over everything that happens. And I want to say... Or dip your thumb in the hot soup. Ooh, yeah, the hot soup. That hot, hot soup. As that, Oolong does. Yeah. <laughs> As Robo Oolong with teeth does. Exactly. Well, you're jumping <laughs> never, ahead, man. <laughs> never have I realized how disturbing oh. teeth are on a robot. It doesn't look good and I don't like it. <laughs> but yeah, sorry, I'm spill, spilling the tea too early. Go on. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we we open up with like this really, really cool like watercolor animation sort of looking yeah. thing. This movie is full of like watercolors, which is interesting. This movie, like just if we could just address how good it looks, like in terms of n- number of frames and like well-drawn portions. I guess so. It just feels so uninspired to me. I, I didn't really enjoy it. Really? Not yeah. at all? Nah. Huh. I think I'm so spoiled by the the first three movies that this just seems like too much of a shift and change and too, like... Well, it has I been ten years. Yeah. Stuff changes. I mean, maybe exactly. if we would have watched it after, like, movie 13 of maybe. Z. Maybe, maybe that's probably, like, a, a harsh, like, turn in quality. Mm-hmm. Because this looks just like GT. Yeah, it's it does look exactly like it. I mean, that's what their their kind of production process was going on at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to say, like, it is good looking for what they were going for. There's mm-hmm. so they've really upped the frame rate in terms of, you know, how many drawings they're using for movements and how many key key. What is it called? Key, key frames. frames. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't think it's called that, but whatever. It is. I mean, you do have to have a lot of keyframes. <laughs> You're an artist, so you know better than I would, yeah. I did go to school for animation, thank you very much. <laughs> I'm a video editor, so keyframe means something else to me. That's right. Why I'm like, oh, that can't be the same word. <laughs> no, you got it right. So it's very clear they put some some time and some money and some love into it, at the very least. Mm-hmm. Or at least Toei was just pouring the resources in there that they could. And they've got some really great, you know, some, some good camera work there, working with that. Yeah, uh, you can tell good... they really did try to make it look amazing oh yeah like we don't even have this like the normal effects for like bulma's dragon radar right at the start there's some awesome like glossy vfx they got going on there it's so good yeah yeah it looks really good speaking of bulma this this girl she's got purple hair in this movie isn't that weird Mm-hmm. i like it though now why do they go with purple because it's the intended color of her hair that toriyama wanted that's exactly that's the color of her hair in the manga it's so i'm glad they did it but i'm I'm honestly wondering, like, what made their decision to be like, oh, yeah, we have to do it that way. Yeah, I wonder. Maybe I guess it's more of a tribute. Like, we're going to go back and do it the way, you know, we're going to yeah. just, like, tease a lot of uh, Easter eggs kind of stuff. Right. Which is pretty rad. I'm into that. Yeah. Things kind of unfold. It's very much like the first chapter of the manga, the first episode of the anime, where we've got Bulma showing up and, you know, almost kills Goku by running into him with her car and then tries to literally kill her or kill him (laughs) with her gun. Mm -hmm. Uh, And of course, he's a resilient hick up in the mountains, so he lives through it, thinks he's a a goblin, (laughs) and she has to explain, no, I'm a human. We've done the song and dance in movie one that we just talked about a few weeks ago, but, you know. My body is is, uh, tempered like stainless steel. He knows what stainless steel is, but he does not know what a girl is. 
<laughs> well, he's heard of girls. He's just never seen one before. Right. So I don't know where he would have seen stainless steel. Yeah. Up in I'm, the mountains. It's very, very strange. Unless, uh, the, unless Gohan was just like, your body is tempered steel. Oh, okay. Okay, sure, whatever that means. I guess my body is that. Yeah. <laughs> He'll see stainless steel and be like, what's this? And like, it's what your body's made out of. Like, oh, shit. Oh, cool. <laughs> can I eat it? Can, can you eat it? No. Yeah. God. <laughs> I mean, you could try. If anybody's stomach could handle it, it's Goku's. Yeah, sure. So uh, I do have a note here that you had mentioned uh, while Bulma is kind of explaining Dragon Balls and things like that. That, that she's it's very. <laughs> she says that it's a very, you know, <laughs> she's talking about it. And you had said that it's very Final Fantasy background music. Uh, yeah, that's at that time. That's too. It's kind of weird. It's kind of wacky. Um, I believe uh, it was uh, Tokunaga who had done the music for the uh, movie as well as GT. So it's the same person who did GT, but we've moved away from Shinsuke Kikuchi who did Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z. And then, of course, did the first three movies that we had watched. That's a shame. Yeah. So it's uh, kind of a bummer. So uh, it doubly doesn't feel like anything Dragon Ball related. Like it just feels... It's twice removed from yeah. <laughs> what it should be. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. And then we continue to make it uh, different in that uh, when Goku goes to get ready, he goes in wearing his regular Dragon Ball outfit, but then emerges wearing his GT outfit. He changes pants. Is that what it is? Um, yeah, I mean, also his shirt style is different. That's <laughs> uh, true. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and his shoes. Now he's got like, you know, these wrap things around his ankles. And <laughs> this is my adventuring clothes. <laughs> the pink wrist wristbands. And yeah, there is adventuring clothes. And then we definitely a nod to GT. Yeah. Oh, I also have a note here that they the capsule pop animation looks so good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, that shot when she's good. getting the motorcycle ready to go. Yeah, they just have the technology and the computers to do to go all out. So they really did. It's the technology and the computers. They're here to make everything better. <laughs> they do. So then we begin to really just kind of go at a pretty fast cliff. We immediately get introduced to Oolong and his transformation hijinks, as mm -hmm. we did before. Except for he's not here to like. I don't. He's not here to get a girl. I think he's moment. just there to, to to fuck with people on the road. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was that what it was? Like, I, I guess, like, to steal capsules as well. Yeah, everybody's all after them capsules, because then Yamcha shows up immediately <laughs> in, yeah. in the middle of uh, meeting Oolong. Fires a rocket launcher at them. Oh, yeah, starting strong, and then immediately going into a pretty pretty good fight. I don't know, I like the style of it, it's very cinematic, and we got... Yeah, the Wolfang Fist was awesome. Oh, yeah, it's looking great. You were, you were gushing over Yamcha and his uh, whole aesthetic. <laughs> he showed up, and I'm like, oh, he's so beautiful. Because <laughs> it's got the long hair, man. I'm a sucker yeah. for it. That's how it goes. And I'm like, yep, he's he's 16 too, so calm down. <laughs> well, also fictitious. Yeah, exactly. And then I'm like, okay, in that case, Bulma's great too. <laughs> Bulma's amazing. <laughs> and Toei is not pulling punches with trying to over-sexualize Bulma in the least in this movie. Oh, no. We got the shiniest thighs possible at all times. <laughs> just all the all the panty shots. Just like, is that necessary? Was that necessary? But <laughs> I guess. They do it. Yeah. I mean, if you were watching the show when you were nine, now you're 19, and now you really... It's like it's, it's like we're, we're drawing Bulma like, at past her middle-aged age. Like, how we get to draw our young again? Let's go all out. Oh, yeah. They were missing that. <laughs> That's so weird. I also wanted to point out, like, you know, this is after Z. We've just started GT. And granted, GT at the beginning is a little more lighthearted than kind of the late Z stuff. But I'm really happy to see that we've got a lot of, like, humorous antics in here. We didn't lose that. It's not, like, all action back-to-back -back stuff. Like, yeah. A lot of funny faces. I feel like it still wasn't delivered or charming as, you know, the original Dragon Ball was or anything. Or Yeah, it just wasn't 
I don't know. I didn't like it. Are you just going to be an old man through all this of just like, well, yeah. it wasn't as good as back in my day in 1986. Well, yeah, you just tell it doesn't have the same charm as it does. Like, the music has a lot of effect to it, too, and it, the music just doesn't fit mm-hmm. this. This movie takes itself way too seriously, I think. Huh. Hmm. You know, it's it's very odd watching a movie with you where you seem like you're having a good time, and then we talk about it afterwards. And it's <laughs> like, just, that was the, the worst experience of my life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it came in and it beat the snot out of my mom and it called I mean, my sister a mean word. It's Dragon Ball and I enjoy it, but at just the same time, like, after seeing movie three, going from that to this, it's just definitely not yeah, great. Yeah, that's true. I, I mean, I loved, it as, I loved it when I was younger, but I think just because it, it looked new, like, I liked the GT style back then. I couldn't mm-hmm. appreciate the old kind of animation style. Yeah, I suppose that makes sense. I mean, we, we just get kind of jaded as we get, grow older. Yeah, and... I'm just naturally more jaded as an adult, too. <laughs> that, and I think you gravitate a lot more towards original Dragon Ball, which is great, and I'm starting to get there, too. I guess so. But, yeah, I mean, I'm not calling you out. I'm just, it's interesting <laughs> to hear the, the difference an hour makes from watching. Right, you're like, you're like, I, I think we both can read this was a great, I'm like, no, I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> Granted, I guess I am the kind of person, like, right after a thing, I'm like, that was great. But then, like, talk to me a day later, and I'm like, uh, that was mediocre city. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this wasn't a bad movie, it just was just okay. Now that I think about it, thinking back on movie three, man, that movie slaps. I love yeah, that movie. Yeah, man, that movie was good. <laughs> It's so sad that we watched that before a lot of other things, because that movie is just top tier. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to keep moving on at a good clip here. Immediately after Yamcha, well, here we go. We're at Red Ribbon stuff. <laughs> it, muscle yeah, the power. pacing is just way too fast. And not, not even, because it can be done that way and still done well, but I feel like here it feels almost too forced. Right. I feel like we're trying to do too much. I mean, this movie is yeah. longer than other ones. It was like an hour 15, something like mm-hmm. that, which is mm-hmm. you know pretty beefy for, you know, a, a tie-in Toei movie in the 90s. Yeah, and so. they know we've seen all this before that they know we know the story, so they're like, Yeah, let's let's just get let's just keep moving to, you know, new things and show you everything. That's true. But it, I, but it feels too condensed. Yeah, I suppose that makes sense because we've, you know, you've already read the manga, you watch the anime, you know what's going on. You've seen the yeah. movies that retell this, so you yeah. can just get going. It's like in Spider-Man, we don't have to show Uncle Ben anymore. It's fine, mm-hmm. you know. Let's go. Oh, man, what about, where are we? The Red Ribbon stuff, yeah. So we got uh, Android 8 showing up. He's got scary eyes because he doesn't have pupils. Because <laughs> he doesn't have pupils, yeah. It's this How to make an enemy uh, scary in Dragon Ball, just remove the pupils. <laughs> Angle eyes, no pupils. That's all you gotta do. <laughs> and I don't even remember the dude, the Red Ribbon dude that like is controlling him. I don't even... Yeah, did they even it, give him a name? I don't know. I only thing I can think of is Colonel Silver, but I think that's what, just what he was, who mm. he was in Muscle Tower in the original. Ah, Colonel Silver. Could have been. And then I'm so sorry, we didn't get Murasaki in here. He's one of your top five villains. Yeah, dude, that would that have been funny as hell to have him in here. But it, that, like, like I said, this movie takes itself too seriously that he wouldn't be introduced in this kind of thing. He's too lighthearted. True. But you know what? It's not super serious because then afterwards, we've you know, uh, Android 8 is no longer wanting to fight and stuff and they beat Muzzle Tower, all that other jazz. Mm-hmm. Goku gives him a name instead of, you know, long, you know. Hachigo. Yeah. Hachan. And uh, so it's... Can I just say... Goku smiling out and about playing in the snow and like every other thing. Yeah. It just brings brings me life. And can we all agree that at least for us, maybe at least for men, that Goku is definitely the personification of our childhood innocence and we all kind of miss it. <laughs> yeah. I would say that. <laughs> just like, you know, he loves everything. He, this is the first time he's seen snow and he's just like, oh, this is rad. And he's mm-hmm. just thinks the best out of people. And of course, unless they're they're straight up evil. It's just, oh man, such a 
Such a good boy. Yeah, I agree. Maybe he's just like a dog, and I'm just kind of excited about that. Like, yeah, we just, just, like, just replaced Goku with a dog, and that's exactly the same character. Yeah. <laughs> a talking uh, puppy. That exists in this universe anyway. That's very true. It's not a talking puppy, but next we get to run into a talking turtle, because uh, screw <laughs> keeping the story going the right way. We've still got to go back and meet Roshi, because Goku can't learn the Kamehameha unless he does <laughs> so, it. Oh, yeah, he needs, he needs a Kamehameha, but he can't learn it without Roshi. <laughs> I also wanted to say... The geography in this movie is just out of control. Like, instead of the regular desert, they're like in a like stone mushroom forest, and all of yeah. a sudden they're in some weird mountains with a whole bunch of like giant mushrooms. Like, I feel like they're way too into drawing alien worlds in GT <laughs> at the time. That just yeah. kind of bled into it. There's no normal place. <laughs> yeah, any exactly. of these. It's, it's all just fantastical, and there's like no roads anywhere. So like, how'd you even get on that? Right on that mushroom mountain thing, and I guess they're just following the radar. Like, it's to the right. Just go that way. Line A to B. But what happens when you need to jump from one mushroom mountain to the other mu- mushroom mountain? Does that Goku make like a, a track with his Noibo? Well, yeah, you don't even have to use a track. Just like have them in the front of the truck, and then just extend it and hop them up. You know, just kind of like the Mach Five <laughs> and, and Speed Racer. Oh my god. Oh jeez. Well anyway, we gotta meet Roshi and he's gotta be perverted and he's gotta ask to see the goods. Here we go <laughs> which again. Goku has which Goku has so politely taken off of her beforehand. The night he's before. removed Bluma's bloomers. Uh-huh. <laughs> which is just like every every Limewire Kazaw search that ever popped up when I tried searching for Dragon Ball stuff back in the day. I mean just that scene, the clip of that scene, I'm like, this is interesting. Why is Goten Wait, <laughs> that's gotta be Goten, right? Because what's Goku as a kid? I don't know that. And then yeah, it's just the naivety of me. <laughs> right. Not knowing that there was stuff that came beforehand and yeah, all this other yeah. fun jazz. But it looks like GT. Why is this what is this? This is I was just like mind blown. <laughs> uh it's hard in the younger days without, you know, the show available and everywhere. And internet combined is just a bad place. Also, it's very clear that nothing has changed because the internet is still all about like, hey, you're a nerd, you're probably also <laughs> horny. So here's just clips <laughs> of like people with underwear. <laughs> Have and... we shown you Rule 34? <laughs> yeah, get ready. Your life will change. <laughs> You're going to have a lot of weird Google searches from now on, kid. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. That's just how it is. Uh, okay, so we've got Roshi here. And also, he they get attacked by the by General Blue out of nowhere. Or at least yeah. some, some ships. <laughs> a, which, lot, a lot of ships. A whole lot of ships with a whole a lot, lot of, of guns. Evergreens just clogging up the oh, entire God. ocean. <laughs> Do you always gotta date it by including <laughs> its normal hilarious. things? God damn it! <laughs> Roshi's the answer to the evergreen situation because <laughs> he just he gets buff when he shoot and he shoot a kamehameha. He just blasts it at the ocean and it just causes a tsunami <laughs> that engulfs all the ships. No more, no more problem. I was like, oh, there's blue. Oh, blue's dead. <laughs> oh, there goes blue. Bye. <laughs> in in the same shot, but kidding. He's alive and, and somehow uh, underwater. He grabs onto the the front of the ship and. Arises the water. It's great. It's just like funny, dumb stuff. He's he's nothing if not resilient. Also, it's kind of weird. We were watching it, and I was like, "Oh man, he sounds really familiar." And I looked it up, I'm like, "Oh, it's because Blue's voiced by Toshio Furukawa, who plays Piccolo." And then I looked it up some more. I'm like, "Oh, except for in this movie, it's Bin Shimada who plays Broly." Okay, what was, was Furukawa <laughs> so many busy? Different characters that you would never think would like be in the same <laughs> right. stratosphere of voices. You know? Yeah, exactly. Well, we've got more. Blue, blue, man, what's wrong with me? Red ribbon, red ribbon junks. <laughs> blue band army. 
because <laughs> yeah. uh, I think, you know, it's just kind of this nonstop thing of like, all right, well, now the Reverman army is capturing people and going after Goku and Goku's flying through Endor being chased by Red Ribbon people. <laughs> oh, yeah. The whole Star Wars scene. You want to talk about that? Oh, yeah. Let's go for it. What do you got to say? Because I think you noticed it. Yeah. As soon as like they were going through the forest, I'm not even I think I've seen that Star Wars movie like once. But even I noticed that it's like. This looks directly like that uh, chase scene. And they even used like a tripwire to yeah. take out the goons that are following him. And in mm-hmm. this one, Goku uses his Noipo in the same yeah. fashion. Yeah, just clotheslines them that way. Yeah. And, and I mean, they're all- Dragon Ball's always had references to Star Wars in the past. But this one was like <laughs> for a movie and blatant. Yeah. Did you know that Toriyama did some promotional posters for uh, yeah. Star yeah. Wars? It's Isn't really cool, cool looking. Yeah. Look it up, people. It's really cool. Look it up. It's it's neat. Worlds colliding. It's rad. Okay, so then uh, our team of plucky teens and an old man uh, finally escape after making Oolong turn into a key so that they could get out. And they see <laughs> the devastation of the world. Yeah, yeah. Just, <laughs> just open the door and just see just a desolate post-apocalyptic world. Yep, they're like, oh, it's all ruins. And then we just see Goku carrying, like, eight uh, tanks. <laughs> just, like, yeah. juggling them, basically. And they're numbered for some reason. I saw, like, they had, like, one, two, three, four, five <laughs> on them. I was like, that's a weird attention to detail that they went with, but whatever. <laughs> Did they need to have numbers on them? <laughs> Were they going to, like, show this to kids to teach them how to count? Like, how many tanks is Goku holding up? <laughs> one tank. One, two, three, four, five. <laughs> one tank, two tank, three tank, four. Well, you gotta, you know, keep track of them. You're an army. You know, they're inventory. I'm just like, man, they really got to show that Goku is ridiculously strong at this point, even though I wouldn't think. Gosh. Anyway, we got a big climactic fight between Goku and Black and a robot. Oh, yeah, because uh, we forgot to talk about this long, long bit ago uh, when we were at Muscle Tower. Uh, Major Metallic is no longer an Arnold Schwarzenegger person. Yeah, I I was curious about what made them choose. What made them, you know, like decide to change his appearance in that way? Right. Well, uh, some interesting things. So the ever awesome dude, Golden PSP uh, on Twitter, he had a really great uh, Twitter thread a couple of years ago called Black People in Dragon Ball and uh, talked about uh, Major Metallic uh, that uh, he shows up in the movie as black and no longer is uh, basically looks like Arnold Schwarzenegger from uh, the manga and anime. Which is the whole like, inspiration. for. It's like changing a pun name for... Right. Like, no reason, you know? Like, that that, that was the direct inspiration was he, he was supposed to look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Well, uh, Golden PSP notes that uh, Toriyama himself is actually responsible for the redesign. Um, he's got sketch here showing what his new design is. Um, we don't know who he's based off of, really? uh, but yeah. he imagines that it's likely a popular black action hero just like he had done for the Terminator. Uh, okay. I mean, because he just looks like a generic, bulf, like, bulky black dude. Like, it's... Right. So uninspired, I feel like. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) I don't think it was in any attempt to try to make the Dragon Ball anime more diverse. No, Japan is still much racist as (laughs) as they were back in the day. I don't want to just be a huge generalization there. I mean, the whole world is racist, I suppose. But you know what? Yeah, definitely. But like, they care less about, you know, the perception or whatever of it. They're like, no, yeah, we're just, that's just what it is. (laughs) Right. So for them to change it for that reason, I don't think they would have done it. They would have done that. Right. But then they also changed black. From being yeah, gen- general commander, I forget what his, what his rank was, but yeah, they, he was a black guy, and they unblacked him into I don't know, was he like a Middle Eastern guy now? It's like Middle Eastern, Indian, perhaps Native American, unsure. Yeah, 
but he's definitely not the same design. Yeah, so just no idea why they did that, because Commander Red looks exactly the same, so I don't know why they yeah. changed some character designs. Right. It's but it's 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 fun. It's it's new. It keeps it fresh, I guess. You know, I would hope mm-hmm. that they would change more than just like the look of characters. I don't know. Maybe have them interact yeah. differently, but whatever. I thought it was gonna be like 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 a, like a subtle change, like oh, Bulma's hair is purple. That's a cool change. But then this this character looks completely different now. Like, oh, <laughs> not based on the manga at all. It's just not oh. just not just not just different sunglasses from Major Metallica. Just the entire <laughs> percept the entire look of him. I mean, he is a robot, so I mean that doesn't you can do whatever you want with him. Yeah, so. that's true. Just do whatever. Yeah. So just as it happens in uh, the OG stuff, Black finds out that Red was gonna use the Dragon Balls to just do something stupid, like wish for himself to be taller. Decides to off him himself, and now he's going to be in charge of the Red Ribbon Army and yeah. suits up in the giant robot to fight Goku. To which Goku gets his kind of butt handed to him. Which yeah, is... yeah. It had to be the first time he had to, you know, show defeat. Like, he tried doing a Kamehameha of his own, but it didn't have that sweet panning shot, so it wasn't going to be, it was not going to be strong. You, you knew that it wasn't going to be enough. <laughs> Thankfully, Hachan is back and he's here to help, and he's got the Ass Blaster yeah. 5000 of jets to, yeah. you know, try to take him down. But unfortunately, Black's new robot has the Ass Blaster. 6,000, so... And, uh, his blast, his ass, his, his blast, his ass was a lot stronger. <laughs> it's a battle of asses here in Dragon Ball, and that's just how <laughs> it, it really goes. was. It looked cool, but yeah. But then it's a brutal thing of like how he takes out Android 8. Like, I don't know, like just suddenly like he's squishing him. Yeah. But he's, Hachan is pushing so far that his everything inside of him is just like exploding or imploding. Oh, yeah, it's uh, it's rough. And then it's just straight up the cell games because uh, Hachan yeah. falls apart and. Black is like, oh, he was a failure. What a worthless piece of garbage. I was really confused when Mr. Satan came and threw his head to Goku's, uh, to Goku. <laughs> yeah, suddenly Mr. Satan is there. In. He's like, oh, yeah. okay, I gotta throw this, you know, corpse over there. Mm-hmm. And then stomach ache and ran away again. <laughs> it's just so weird. Oh, and then, uh, you know, some, some, some bright flashing lights and some camera pans and a big Kamehameha, and that's the end of that. Mm-hmm. And, Oh, look, the Dragon Balls are all together. Well, what will we wish for? We hope that he, well, he wishes uh, Hachan to come back to life. And we don't know if that works out because then it just goes straight into the credits. It just goes to credits <laughs> and it's like, uh, can, can he do it? Did he do it? I don't know. Yeah, is that possible? Did he have an active iCloud membership? So that way his backup was, you know, there? Or is he just we need, a, we need a sequel to this movie where it's just like, Bulma wishes for the perfect boyfriend and then Vegeta shows up. <laughs> that would be wild. That's the kind of twist I want to see. Man, somebody should make that happen. That'd be an interesting perfect, movie. Perfect boyfriend in quotes, of course, because that's a toxic relationship, if anything. Well, but... he's just a mass murderer at that <laughs> point. So yeah, that'd be... Yeah. <laughs> oof. So... <laughs> We're at the end of this movie, Doug, and how do you feel? Would you give, how would you rank this? Let's first say, out of our first four movies, uh, how do you rank them? I think you already know. I'm going to guess, if you're anything like me, it is three, one, four, two. Yeah. All right. That's about right. We're all in agreement there that it goes Path to Power, uh, Legend of Shenlong, uh, then, Curse no, no, of sorry, movies. sorry. Uh, you're going backwards. Yeah, 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 yeah. Path to Power, Makafushigi Adventure, um, then uh path to power then uh wait. Path to power twice oh, in there geez. just say the numbers we all know my numbers not by titles anyway yeah 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 fine four two one three three is the best okay perfect <laughs> we're all in agreement and if you dis- uh disagree well you can tell us you can yell at us hit that subscribe button if you disagree <laughs> join our patreon to shout at us we don't have a patreon <laughs> but pay us anyway <laughs> Before we get into anything else, though, Doug, let's take a quick break, and then we're going to do some trivia and all that junk. Sound good? If we must. If we must. All right, we'll be right back.
And we're back. Doug, are you set for some trivia? Are you ready to use that sexy, sexy brain? I think so. Okay, good. About the knowing, about the trivia, I don't know about the sexy brain stuff. Oh, okay. Well, you know, beauty is in the eye of the brain beholder. Just give me the question, Randy. Oh, geez, fine. You just want to clip through this as quickly as they made it through this dang movie. Fine. Uh-huh. All right, man. Condense it. Let's, let's do it. Who was the composer for the music for Dragon Ball Final Bout? Uh, it was Puff Daddy. Wow. Uh, is that is that close? Well, I think he, he had was, a different name. He was P. Diddy at the time. Right, right. Yeah, no, no, no. Uh, actually, no. It is not P. Diddy or Puff Daddy. <laughs> I have no idea then. Uh, it's our old friend. Kenji Yamamoto, who... Oh, was it Kenji Yamamoto? Yeah, the good old guy who rips off other people's works and calls them his own. and doesn't He get... does it really well, though. He, he does it really well. He, he does make really good stuff, but to be fair, he yeah. is working from some, some good source material, uh, but he... He takes heavy inspiration. <laughs> Extreme. Very, very heavy. Uh, but at least he didn't get caught for like 20 years, so... That's, yeah, yeah. That's at least that's impressive. True. Oi. <laughs> Come on, man. What are you he doing? He didn't get legally caught. He's been caught by people like, yeah, that sounds too close to that. But <laughs> it wasn't until he ripped off a song from Avatar that they're like, oh, no, you got to get Dang. out. Was that what it was? Uh, I believe so. Dang. So James Cameron. Now he knows who he's got. He's got <laughs> Yamamoto's number. It's like, I'm Damn not happy. James Cameron. Either give us Avatar 2 or stop taking away our Dragon Ball music. <laughs> uh, okay, so earlier I had mentioned that uh, rather than Toshio Furukawa voicing General Blue, instead we had Bin Shimada. It's not our only other voice change from the normal thing. We also had a different voice actor for Muten Roshi for the film. And I want you mm-hmm. to tell me, what number <laughs> were we on of Roshi voice actors by the time we got to this film? Oh god, I want to say... Th- three because i think they had one a new one for gt that didn't sound right and then we had this one that definitely doesn't sound like the newest one mm-hmm. is, it the, is it our third roshi you know what technically kind of but it's actually our number four so we had uh kohei mayuchi who did everything up through dragon ball z episode 260 um the mm-hmm. first nine movies uh of z in the first three movies did a bunch of video games then uh he, he was so great Gosh, oh I, god legend it sucks that he, it sucks that he, sucks that he's gone but so when he was he gone something great yeah when he was gone he was uh well actually not even gone but he was just not around i guess for recording episode of dragon ball number 137 where he's instead voiced by joji yanami the narrator really and, uh kayo so wait what yeah just randomly joji yanami plays him in dragon ball episode 137 and then he comes and then he leaves and then the original comes back yep <laughs> what <laughs> yeah. why i who knows man we don't have i don't think we have the documentation of like why he wasn't there to record for that session it's i have to watch this episode now and like listen to that yeah uh, so then that was number two, technically, because it was for a full episode. He was voiced by somebody right. else. Then, uh, Hiroshi Matsuoka, who did Z episodes 288 to 291, GT, actually came back for the, uh, Jump Super Anime Tour special in 2008. Um, and for this one, we had our fourth, Kinya Aikawa, who only voiced him for this movie and <laughs> never returned. Wow. Wait, the Jump Anime, uh, never mind. I was, like, the Jump Anime Tour... Special was definitely after this, but... Right. You mean he came back and, yeah. Yeah, uh, number three came back. Number four, who we had for DB, for Dragon Ball Movie 4 here, does not. Uh, then it was uh, Takko Ishimori, who was uh, played him in, in Advanced Adventure for the Game Boy mm-hmm. Advance. 
There was voice for that game? I guess. <laughs> for, that, for that Game Boy Advance game? Okay, cool. I love that game. I uh, didn't get super far, but uh, it is pretty nice. And then mm. uh, now it's uh, Masaharu Sato, who's been around since Dragon Ball Kai, and he's done it for everything since. So Kai, Super, games, movies, all that other fun jazz. Right, he does a good job. He does do a good job. I'm glad that we got him. He's, he's not uh, the original, but man, he makes it feel right right that's all i've got for trivia do you got anything for me because i want to get my brain teased i want to get sure some yeah sensual brain massage and mine has no numbers in it whatsoever so oh <laughs> like all your questions have numbers uh the <laughs> composer one is not number based you jerk <laughs> whatever you say uh-huh. uh this one all right what dragon ball figure like toy figure uh-huh. appears in the, the 2005 hit movie the 40 year old virgin oh my god mm-hmm when I, I saw this in there, well, when I saw that he had a bunch of toys in the background, I'm like, "There's got." let me see if I can see anything that I recognize. Oh, my God, there's something. <sighs> Man, I haven't seen that movie since I saw it in theaters. Oh, shoot. It's good. It's a good movie. Uh, do I just have to guess the character? Yeah. I'm going to guess Super Saiyan Goku. Mm, no, it's Goku. Oh, okay. But it's, it's Super Saiyan 4 Goku, actually. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> Is it an, it's, it's, got a, it's got a big Dragon Ball GT logo on the box, like still in box. Huh. Is it a American figure that was put out or is it a, a Japanese import one? I'm pretty sure it was an American one. I'll, I, I haven't seen it. I have to look it up again to show you the picture of it. Huh. But yeah. Or. Yeah, it was super wild. Like, I saw like Dragon Ball GT like just sitting there like facing the camera. Like he didn't hold it. It was just in the in the wide shot. You just see it in the corner there. Huh. Well. I think I know what our next podcast episode is going to be, Doug. You and I are going to watch The 40-Year-Old Virgin. and <laughs> Can't we just do that? <laughs> Talk just about like it. say it's quote-unquote a Dragon Ball movie because that one figure's in there for two seconds. Exactly. We're going to be analyzing <laughs> 40-Year-Old Virgin through the lens of Dragon Ball. This is a personal story of mine where <laughs> I can so, so much relate. <laughs> he's so much like Goku and then he's naive of how women work. <laughs> I love women so much that I completely stay away from them. I totally understand that clip at that uh, uh, phrase now. <laughs> I mean, you know, he doesn't know how boobs work, just like Goku thinks it's a butt on the front. Right, right. It's great, you know? So many parallels that we can just come up with somehow. <laughs> we're going to stop, because otherwise we're going to actually manifest this to happen. <laughs> Episode 100, that's what we'll do. Uh, <laughs> sure. Give us to that. <laughs> yeah, please do. Uh, I think that's it, man. I think it's time for us to, to call it an episode. What do you think? Yeah, sounds good. All right, cool. Well, I wanted to thank everybody for listening. We're going to keep on going, keep on doing this weekly. Uh, it hasn't killed us yet, so we're just going to keep at it. <laughs> I've got plenty of sensors if we need. <laughs> Good. And by that, I mean coffee. Yes, coffee. It is the fuel that keeps us going. Uh, you know what else keeps us going is messages from you. So you can tweet at us at we got a pod. You can email us at we got a pod at gmail.com. Let us know your questions. Let us know your topic suggestions we want to talk about. Anything and everything that uh, interests you. Uh, I'm going to do it again, Doug, and I'm sorry. you got to read Dragon Ball Super Manga. Because I'm holding up my end of the bargain, and I started watching the original Dragon Ball anime. <laughs> that wasn't a bargain. I didn't I didn't tell you to do that. Uh, well, <laughs> you, you did it on your own volition. You were like, movie three was great. I'm going to start watching Dragon Ball again. And I'm like, cool. No, I kept saying, you got to read the manga. And you're like, well, you've never seen the original Dragon Ball. So I decided that I'm going to do the right thing, and I'm going to fix that. That's the right thing. <laughs> the right thing would be not making me have to read this crappy spinoff show series. Man, you, uh, you have so little faith. I'm just joking. I know. It's probably great. I just haven't gotten around to it. You're just trying to make people upset so they do start pressuring you because they'll no, be like... No, honestly, no. 
just literally have no interest until it's completely done that i can just zoom by it all in one go that's fair and just be done with just be done with it that's fair well uh also wanted to say thank you to rifty beats for letting us use his track kakarot theme lo-fi hip-hop trap remix Check them out, YouTube, Spotify, everywhere. It's really great stuff. You'll have a good time. And I want to thank you to our sponsors, Doug. Uh, what do you got to plug, man? Uh, my YouTube and Twitter is JabazDoug. I will be recording that quiz show I've been talking about uh, soon. This week, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking. Ooh. Uh, so I'll finally have that out. And Randy, I'm sorry if I've been like so like in a bad mood. I think this movie just made me like ugh, just put me in a bad mood. Oh man, well just how 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 drab it is and everything like that. And well, you know what we should do? Let's just review movie three again. Yeah, let's just keep doing that over and over again. That'll get me so happy. Well, put me in a good place. Let me ask you this: Are you excited to do Dragon Ball Z movie one? Kind of. It's also kind of it, that gives me like movie two vibes. You know. Hmm. Okay. Well. But no, I'm, I'm excited to see Gohan and everything, so that'll be fun. Oh yeah, it'll be nice to have a little bit of a change, but not such a drastic change to go from, you know, Dragon Ball era straight into GT land. I can't wait to see just, like, Goku and Piccolo thinking that Garlic Jr.'s dead, and it's like, okay, he's gone, now let's you and me fight. Like, completely, like, out of nowhere. Now, how much am I gonna have to twist your arm to watch those movies with the ocean dub? Ah, uh, no, not too, not too tough. No, oh, okay, well, then maybe that'll yeah. happen, or maybe we'll, that, you that'll know. That'll actually be... Interesting, because I haven't seen those, I don't think, in a long, long time. You know what might be interesting is if we watch it in Japanese and the Ocean dub and do a neat little comparison how we feel. They are... Yeah, I mean, Dragon Ball movies aren't really long, so we could do that. Mm, this might be fun. Let us know, oh, everybody yeah. out there, what you think, if that would be something that you would be interested in us spending our time doing. So reach out. Please subscribe to the show. Tell your friends. Post a review. It super helps us out. We'd really appreciate it. And talk about the show. Let people know that you like it. It's a big, big, big help to have people talking about it. Uh, you can also, I guess, uh, catch me... Uh, at saber underscore breaker on most places i don't really have anything else going on uh if you see me in uh vr chat or big screen or something say hi and uh maybe we'll hang out that'd be so that'd be so cool (laughs) we'll uh have a crew just to chill out and watch stuff and it'll be a good time uh so yeah thanks for listening and we'll hit you back next week see you later bye 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 cha (laughs) bye bye cha